Welcome to the other 420. And it's not the 420 you think it is. I'm Sue. And I'm Jill. And our show is about how someone in their 40s and 20s are navigating this crazy world together as Korean American professional women trying to figure out what is happening in our lives. So come join us for the ride. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another 420. Happy Wednesday. Happy week before Christmas. Yeah. Can you believe it's already Christmas?、Um, no, I can't. And I think、um, I literally feel like when we started this, was it October?、September? Yeah, it was beginning of October. That it seems really far. I know. I remember just, it feels like yesterday we were talking about Halloween. And then we're like, wow, it's already Thanksgiving. And then I think about it now, I'm like, wow, it's already Christmas. Yeah. And for our、uh, listeners, next week we will be taking a break、mm-hmm. and then we will have,、um, we'll take a one week break and then we will be posting、um, one for the new year. Yeah. For our first podcast for 2024. I know. The 2024 is, wow. that blows my mind more than just, oh, it's already Christmas. Yeah. A、whole new year, and I well, maybe we'll talk about it on another podcast. But when I reflect on this year, especially 2023, was a lot of change and growth personally for me. But aren't you 25? I am 25. Yeah, I feel like 25 is a big milestone, too. Like when you turned 25,、yeah. did you feel like, wow, I'm a quarter of a century? Did you feel like it was a milestone? Yes, I felt older because now I'm in my mid 20s. Like、yeah. mid 20s, because before I was 24, and it still sounds young, right? But once you say you're 25, you sound like an adult. And your birthday is February. So I remember us having this conversation、um, in August of how you're almost 26, and you're like, No, I'm not almost 26. I'm like, No, it goes by fast. No, there's still two months until I'm 26. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Do you think turning 26 is more、um, of a milestone than 25? No, I don't think it is. I feel like I see 26 as just a progression of 25. But 25, again, was such a big year for me that I'm just hoping 26 will be a little less calm. Yeah. I think that,、um, and especially for you, it's really weird because of that whole COVID, those three years of COVID. Yeah. I would say they're three years too because the shutdown、mm-hmm. and then the transition. Yeah. So those are some. Primo years. Those are. And it's like, come on, let's kind of settle down a little bit in 26, 27, and the rest of my 20s. Because you know, this year especially has been very wild. Yeah. Yeah.、It、a lot of、been. new experiences, new people, new, new everything. I feel yeah.、Like. I feel like you really、um, made up for those early 20 years that you might have missed out on. Yep. I mean, I can't say they were all great, but I can say that I grew and learned from all of it. Yeah. And I think it, for me, like once you hit my age, 43, when you think about like New Year's resolutions or changing or what do you hope for, it really is not, I, I don't know. I think it's harder. Really? Because every year you kind of think about the same things. Mm hmm. And the years kind of blend by. And for me, is 45 the milestone and 50? Oh, maybe. 45, I think that's a big year. Well, it's like I told you one time, I was like, I don't feel 43. I still think I'm 
Really? But then I guess, but I don't know. Act like a 60-year-old I know, woman sometimes, I know. Too. But I think 30 to 40 was very busy. Like, I had my first kid at 31, 34, and 37. So I feel like mm. <clears throat> I'm getting over a cold. When you have young kids, the days seem so long. Hmm. And they say the days are long and the years are fast. So I just feel like 31 to 40 was just always a baby. Yeah. But do you think for you this year, there was a lot of growth? Or do you think it just kind of was another year for you too as well? I think that um, this year... So I finished my doctorate when I turned 41. 41? Right? No, it's been... Actually, no. Has it been four years almost? So maybe 40. Okay. I finished my... In two, 20? Yeah. 2020, I finished my doctorate. Wow. So I feel like I've kind of got post-school. Now I'm back to a normal routine or what this is mm-hmm. my new normal. As my kids are older, um, I think it's more little changes. So, you know, in mainly because of you in July, like I hate exercising, but in July I started exercising. Yeah. And now... I do feel like it's a really important thing to keep going. Uh So that wasn't like a January, like, oh, I'm going to start exercising and exercising. It was one of those things that I felt I started to do and I really felt better. And it is important for me to keep it up. So I want to, for the new year, just keep that up, like health. I know there was a time when you and I were working out every other day. Like yeah. at that old studio before it like closed down, we yeah. were working out a lot and I feel like we work out still, well, we have private training tomorrow. That is exciting. Yep. Right. And so maybe we'll tell our listeners how that goes, but we have been working out and you look different. I feel less tired, but mm-hmm. you know, we said, should we run? Maybe we should train for a half marathon. But the thing is, maybe this might be too TMI, but I have stomach issues. I think you can't, I think you can go for like three hours without having to use the restroom, no? No, even when I do jumping jacks, my stomach gets upset. But you exercise for an hour, no problem. But I don't jump and I don't, I, my, I just have sensitive stomach. Yeah, we need to figure out what's our next. But I do think um, for me, health is very important because I do think in your 40s, it will shape my health for my 50s. And my friend said this. She said, you know, because she's very into fitness. And she said recently too, like within the last two years. And she said, I want to be fit for my grandkids. And I oh, do yeah. notice because, you know, my kids, we put them in a lot of exercise and things like that. So it is good for them to see their mother exercise. Hmm. Do you like it? Like, do you enjoy it? Or do you sometimes no. dread it and feel like, oh, I have to do this? I don't like exercise, but I like the results after. Like, I don't like being sore and I don't like all of those things, but I do feel healthier. And you feel good after. You get like a natural high. A natural high, and we talked about that. So I do think, for me, my urgency in my 40s is to have a healthy lifestyle. Hmm. And I'm not an unhealthy eater, so it's just more like physically healthy so that my 50s, because I do think the 50s is where your health kind of is all over the place. I know, I think maybe 2024, I need to focus more on my health as well, because I think I'm realizing, you know what, I'm not 
a child and I don't have the body of an early 20s person. I'm 26 now. I'm getting old. And so I should take care of my health. Well, and I think it's really, you do, you exercise a lot, which I think you have a high stress job. And there is something about exercising to release that stress. It's like, it's something to get my mind off of it. And you're right. I get a natural high off of it. And so it's a stress reliever, but also like it gives me adrenaline and I feel good after and I feel healthy. So I do, and it's something to do in my day, right? So I do look forward to it. Yeah. And so, well, maybe 2024 is looking for different ways to be healthy. Yeah. But we said, you know, we have the podcast and maybe we, you know, I asked her today, should we knit? And then knitting's a thing right now. But it used to be a thing. I don't know. You wouldn't know this, but when I was in my, in college or early, like early 20, so 20, 2002, like when you were four, um, knitting was really big. And there was a book called um, Stitch Bitch. (laughs) <laughs> and it was really popular and there was like knitting studios and you could really? go and knit. I wonder, I think that kind of faded out, but now I think it's like back again, crocheting, I think, no, right? It's funny that you say that because when I was in third grade, knitting was a huge thing when I was in yeah. third grade. And so I used to be part of the knitting club in elementary school. And so I would knit a bunch of things and my mom would use it as dish rags. But I think crocheting is big now. Crochet, but the thing, we don't have the patience to no. do it. What, we're going to sit on the sofa and knit for hours and hours? Well, and then you know I hate clutter, so then I would crochet this little, like, octopus or something and then be like, you what, throw are, it away. what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just need to stick to podcasts. Maybe we need to stick to Social podcasts. Media. Or we can run a marathon. Maybe. A half know. marathon. How did we think of Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Why are we talking about marathons? Why? Is it because Jim has actually run? We're in his office now, and you could see he has a line of medals, and it looks like... How many do you think they're there? Like a bajillion. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe like 40? Yeah. So Jim has run at least 40 full, half, 5Ks, 10Ks. That's crazy. But he doesn't run at all anymore. Hmm. But I think he might start because he, now he's in the senior division. <laughs> but because, yeah, why are we talking about running and have this new motivation? Why is that, Jill? Why is that, Sue? Um, maybe it's because of the new guy in my life. Yeah. He likes to run. He's a runner. We he met him. Uh-huh. Isn't that crazy that, that you already met him and he came over? Yeah, and we had a really... Well, it was nice because the kids weren't here. So we had a really nice time with him conversation in a low yeah intense setting right well i mean i feel like he probably knew a lot about you guys because i talk about you so much and you told me stop talking about me but i can't because you are such a huge part of it but we were together and i think the one thing that surprised me was is that he drove down from glendale yeah to meet us at the mall yeah to a mall he's never been before and we were like, meet us up. Well, no, before that, didn't you have a date? Oh, yeah. So it was a Saturday and we met in the morning. We had brunch and I think, and then we went to like a wine tasting. And after that, he dropped me off at your yeah, house. Because we so, had to go somewhere. And so you met him really briefly then. And then he went up to Glendale for his aunt's like birthday. And then we went to like a party. And then after the party, we went to the mall to for buy Christmas presents. Uh-huh. And then he was like, hey, I'm done with the birthday. I'll meet you guys 
and I was really surprised. I was like, oh, you're not too tired or you don't want to go home. And so he came, met up with us. We did more shopping together. And then we talked to like 112, Just talking. Yeah, Yeah, just talking. In a very, like, no alcohol, no pretentious, no... It was just a really, like, just conversation, right? And I was nervous. Are you... Oh, you were nervous? I was nervous. That we wouldn't like him or he wouldn't like us? Yeah, because you kept saying, you know, oh, he should... I want to meet him. I want to meet him. And I... Every time you said that, I said, what if you hate him? I know. Like, what would I do? Because I like We talked about what would we... What would I hate in a person is, like, are they douchey? Do they talk Mm -hmm. about... Are they arrogant? Yeah. Or do they belittle you when they talk to you? Because, you know, a lot of people do that. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. And I knew he doesn't do that, but I was still nervous. It's like, you know. Well, the funny thing is I wanted to meet him and you wanted me to meet him. But who didn't want to meet him? Jim. Jim did not want to meet him. And he was very adamant on, hey, I'm not going to meet him until you make it official or you have 10 dates. Yeah. But... And then we, we talked got about why was Jim... Because Jim has no opinions about anything. He's Zero. Like, yeah. No, he's zero. He That's why he's a sound engineer. Yeah. He just doesn't speak. He just like... He's just... Yeah. No opinions. But this one, I told you, I said he was very adamant about not meeting him. I know. And why did we think that? Because I honestly thought because he wanted to guard his heart. But then you told me it's because probably he saw how hurt I was from the last um, relationship and he didn't want me to go through that again. I know because we talked about the situation when it's not a relationship, right? Situation. Yeah. It was a long situation-ship. When you broke up or separated, nobody gave you sympathy. The kids were nope. like, stop crying on the sofa. Yep. And me too. I was like, you just need to get back on the horse. <laughs> Only Jim was like, it's okay. Only Jim. So he probably did not want to experience that. And he didn't want me to take it too fast, probably. And he did not want you to get hurt, yeah. Yeah. But, but we got our way, and they met. We did, out of his... And you know who loves him is Jim. Jim. <laughs> Jim I know, they were talking him. in the office about his medals for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, to find a marathon runner who used to be a marathon runner... Is a nice, you know, when do you ever get to meet somebody like that? They already got Christmas presents for each other. Yeah. But I do think um, this new guy is very kind. So it goes back to your story. Uh Uh-huh. That you were just so surprised that he's so kind. So surprised. And he's, and I tell him this, but he's one of those people that he's not kind to get something out of somebody. Or he's not kind to be a certain person. He just is innately kind. Um, and you can tell, and he's genuine, and he's he's just real. And he doesn't have a motive, or he doesn't talk negatively about other people, and he tries to see the positive side. And he's a very glass half full, while I'm a glass half empty. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what makes people work. But it's funny, he's when we met, and after we were in the car, and he was dropping me off, and he was like, oh, Jim, like, he's so funny, he's so chill. And then Sue, she gives it like how it is. They're an interesting couple because they're so opposite of each other. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and we have always been different in every way. You know, I said like Jim has interests 
in everything. Like we're sitting in his office right now. And what do you see? I mean, what do I not see? Right? Like, like on that side is, um, what is this? Funkos and Star Wars. Droids. And then I don't know what those and then there's Lego like sets. Sports stuff. Sports stuff. A guitar. Yeah. And then Star Wars stuff. All this tech. And like Marvel Photography stuff. and like. Coins? Coins and like. <sighs> Photography. Yeah. 40 medals. And I don't just know. everything is in here, right? What's in my <laughs> office? What's in my office? Your office is... Nothing. <laughs> there's a random, like, dog sticker painting that, that like, somebody gave, somebody gave you. Um, and pretty much nothing else. Nothing. Unless and, somebody gave it to me. And, like, a weird water fountain with rocks that doesn't even work. And then, you know, I have zero interest. Zero interest Except at all. for Korean dramas. Yeah. But we so were... So it was so different, right? Yeah. And so we were talking about how you guys were so different. And he's like, hey, do you think it's better to be different or to be the same? And I said, oh, I think it's better to be like opposites attract because you guys have different needs. And then you find somebody that meets you where you need to be and meets those needs and um, fills the gaps that you have versus if you're too similar and if you're exactly the same and you have the same gaps and you have the same needs, but who's going to meet it? Well, and I also think like, one of the most important things for ourselves is that we are reflective, right? Any situation, whether it's at work, personal, parenting, um, you always have to reflect and not just be, you know, think that why did this happen to me or be the victim or be angry, right? When I talk to Jim about, I always tell people this, whenever I talk to Jim about something, he never takes my side. Yeah. He, he always is like, well... What about this or what about that? And so that makes me think a little bit differently. But I do have to say that even though we are, and I've told you this, completely different in interests and all of those things, um, and even our styles and our even our Myers-Briggs, yeah. I'm an E, he's an I, like uh -huh. all of those things. When it comes to parenting or decisions or our beliefs, our core beliefs are like identical. But do you think that also requires a lot of a lot of humility? What do you mean? I mean, just like in a relationship, you kind of have to be humble and sometimes have to take a step back or maybe acknowledge like, hey, I I was wrong or maybe you you do know more than me in this aspect. I think you can't play games. So neither one of us play games. Mm -hmm. We never did. Well, yeah. I'm a straight shooter, so I was at 17. And he doesn't really, you know, and if he would say, he's not a game player either. Yeah. So that's why I always tell you, you just need to be honest. I am honest. So you just need to be honest. I mean, we're worried, like, we haven't told this guy the name of our podcast. No, he still does not know. But the problem is the kids know the name of the podcast. I know. <laughs> So, so I'm we're so kind of scared SOL'd. to bring them together. No, we're kind of SOL because the kids all, even the little one knows the name of the podcast. I know. I'm so scared they're going to go to school and say the other 420. And then people are going to search it up. And no, no, not that. Like, how do they know what 420 is? Oh, that's true. But yeah. So um, that he will, I mean, he will hear it. They, they're going to tell him. It'll come up. It will come up. But I appreciate that he is very humble. 
Oh, arrogance yes. is something that I can't stand. I, I cannot stand it. And you're right. He doesn't like belittle me or when I share something, he's like genuinely interested. And he's like, wow, you do know a lot. Like I didn't know that. Um, and so I, I guess I appreciate that about him. Well, and we've had this conversation about just in general, one thing that I think women, but especially like young Korean Americans or just don't know is that like you need to know your worth you should Mm. never be disrespected and I think it's hard if we haven't had role models to actually say that like culturally we are a community where the female like yes is successful and has like goes to college and does all the things that is expected as a man but you're still expected to be a certain way right to know when to step back do you think we learn it through like what others have modeled for us or do you think there's something that's ingrained in us? I think it's both, right? Hmm. You see that. And um, I mean, you see your mom do these things. Yeah. You see females do these things. You are taught to act a certain way. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. How do you think you show humility in different aspects of your life let's say like in your job um you know I think nothing is more humbling like work I think is different because it's more project or task oriented Mm -hmm. right so if something doesn't go well you kind of fix it and it has nothing really like unless you're reflecting on your own leadership and that's a reflection the thing I think is the most humbling in life is having kids wow humbling and before a long time ago my sister who does not have kids and does not want to have kids said to me you know people have kids because they want little versions of themselves yeah right and I'm sure that's not everyone but when you do have kids you get very humbled in um as a parent as a person because you know I have three kids A boy, a boy, and a girl. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say that they are all so different and their strengths are so, um, they're different. So my oldest is literally the most kindest, popular, sweetest, respectful, honest boy in the whole world. Like, you know, he was watching the kids and I told them, just stay upstairs, don't come down the stairs. And he texts me, can I go downstairs together? And he's the babysitter, you know? So he's just such a good person. The thing that frustrates me about him is he's just, when it comes to school, like he does well, right? Mostly A's, like he was on honor roll, but he doesn't get straight A's. And Mm. that like bothers me. I don't know. Why? I I just think he should get straight A's. And then he's kind of ditzy. He's just airheady, you know? And so like, and he doesn't have that urgency to get straight A's. And so I don't know that that's the Asian tiger mom in me. Like, why don't you have straight A's? Like, why didn't you get a hundred percent on this test? So then do you have to humble yourself and be like, you know what? I have to accept that that is not my son. Well, then on the flip side, there's the middle son, right? He's really bright, naturally bright, always very quick. Yes. Can pretty much score like if he's careful because he rushes he's little but he's perfect on every test he has a really sharp memory but he just got 
last week we got a behavior referral because <sighs> he did not listen to the PE aid and he like threw a ball at her head. Mm. And he said, I thought she would catch it. So it's like my oldest would never do that. Yeah. You know? And um, why? And so I realized that parenting is so humbling because how can they be two kids from both parents raised the same and just be so different? Their strengths and weaknesses. But do you see them as a reflection of you? For sure. So it's like, oh, they're that way because I'm that way. Or they're, you know, they have kind of, they struggle in this area because I struggle in those areas. Not like that. I think more of it like, could I have done better? What mm. could I have done differently? Yeah. To um, help them be more successful. But I think like, it's easy to get caught up because especially because the oldest is in sixth grade, right? So yeah. the sixth grade is my cap. Like that's what I know until he's in seventh grade. But then I think being with you has helped me actually take a step back because we talk about this of just, you have so many friends who are success, like went to really good schools mm -hmm. in their twenties and they're still trying to figure out what they want to do. Yeah. And that makes me realize that it's not, I can't keep envisioning this, like, I need you to go to this top school and get this type mm. of top, you know, job, and then yeah. you'll be happy. Like, I have to let that go, I think. And that requires some humility, I guess. Yeah. And then I realized, too, like, man, as their parent, and um, they get older, they have their own mind. It's kind of like, not this past situation, but the guy before, and I was like, oh my god, I cannot stand this guy. You cannot be with this guy. Which one? The one that... Model boy? Yes. Oh. And, and then you would tell me, like, after you guys broke up, like, well, I saw him. And it's like, no! <laughs> and so then it made me realize, like, man, when your kid is an adult, they're going to do what they want to do. Even if they yeah. know. And you knew. You're like, I know. I don't. I just want to see him this one time. And I it's knew. like, oh, my gosh. I know. It's weird because logically, I knew I shouldn't have done it. But then... You just do it and you're like, oh, I knew it, but I did it anyways. So I guess hopefully you see me and it helps you be a better parent. I don't know about a better parent. <laughs> I think it just makes me realize, man, parenting is hard and it is humbling. And that yeah. is why you never get a break and not about the things you do, but like situations. Like if it's not one kid, it's the other kid. Yeah. And that's what makes it very humbling because you can't control things because they're people, mm -hmm. right? And they are, have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. And so I definitely, when we think about like New Year's resolutions, especially because my oldest is a preteen yeah. for 2024, I want to be more understanding, mm. more empathetic yeah. um, to them. Well, especially the older one, the little one, I, the little two littles, I think is different, but the older one, he responds, he's going to respond differently. So yeah. I have to change my approach to him. I'm like kind of reflecting, am I humble in my life? I think you're, I mean, in your stage right now, work is like a big part of your life. Yeah. That's part, a big part of your identity, no? Yeah. 
But I don't think I'm also arrogant with my job too. I don't go around saying, oh, like this is my job. I mean, I'm proud of it, but I don't tell people I'm super proud of it. I'm trying to think in er other areas well, of Well, I life. told you to be cognizant of when you talk with your friends who are trying to figure out what they want to do, to not, not brag, but really, you know. Don't tell them how amazing my job is. Or, I don't know, maybe it's not as amazing. But, yeah. um, but I do think you have a sense of value, of a sense of worth. You yeah. know, you have a, you understand why you do this work, your yeah. work. Hmm. And I feel like my job humbles me all the time too. Cause then I've realized, I think we've talked about it. Sometimes I feel like, wow, I got it. Like I'm on a roll and then something happens. I'm like, shoot, I've realized I am super, um, still getting experience in my field and I don't know everything. And I still have to look to others and get advice from others. And, um, receive feedback and realize, you know, I do have a lot of areas of growth. So, yeah. You know, I would say for you, like 26 to 30, I feel like um, you should maximize it to your biggest potential, like travel where you want to travel, hmm. do what you want to do, because yeah. that's, it's kind of that golden time because you're not... You know, you're not in your young 20s. You know, your brain fully developed by 25. So your brain's <laughs> fully developed now. You're not 30 where you feel this, like, rush that you have to, like, get married and have yeah. kids. You have all your, like, your capital is there. So really utilize it, you know. And I think that's, you know, Jim and I, 25 to 30, we actually, I think that was the best. I shouldn't mm -hmm. use the best time of our marriage because, but that was... <laughs> You know, we were married, we didn't have kids, and we were able to really just, we lived, you know, in Northern California. We were able to just be us, and so that would be my advice, is that you have your work part figured out, so 26 to 30 is just your, like, personal love life and finding your who. Yeah, I think this stage of my personal life, I am kind of figuring it out more because I had so many different experiences and now going back to humility, I am very humbled after all those experiences and I've learned, you know, what I want and what I need. Um, and hopefully I find that or hopefully I did find I know, it. Because this guy is very different. Yeah, because you've met like majority of everybody. Well, he's not an... LA. LAF boy. He's not an LAF boy. He is a Midwestern kind kind boy. <laughs> yeah, I that is very polite. Very polite. To a T. I would say sometimes like too much to the point where I'm like, why are you so kind? Like we were in line together um to pick up my medication at the pharmacy. And I had waited at the doctor's for a pretty long time, so I was kind of in a grumpy mood. And so we were in line together. And then there was this man who was behind us who started a conversation. And then he and that guy started talking on and on about sports. And then somehow the kid, the person brought out like pictures of his kid and his family. And he was like, oh, that's so beautiful. And I was just standing there like, oh my gosh, can you please be quiet? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been married. I've been with 
gym for 25 years. Welcome to my world. Yeah. You just don't, you're not experienced. I just walk away. I mean, how am I supposed to walk away? I was in line. I didn't want to lose well, my has, place. Yes, he he's in your line for you. But you know what? I think it's really, when you think, like, when you think about what it models, like, if you're married to somebody like that and you have kids, they see that model and that's what you would want anyways. You you know, you yeah. don't. So, and imagine how much joy that conversation brought to that person i know after the guy like came up and it's like hey i really appreciate you guys talking to me like da 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 and it's like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) Yeah. really well and the funny we talk about this because you and i are both ease yeah in public we don't want to talk to people no it's just in public i kind of want to do my own thing and jim and your boy are eyes they're really big introverts, yet they'll have a conversation with and, random strangers. Like, with random strangers yeah. and like deep conversations. I know. We went to Target, remember? Oh my gosh. And we bought all this stuff, and the cashier and Jim were talking for like 10 minutes, and then Jim walks off without even getting a bag. A bag, and with all this stuff. And I said, Where's the bag? And he was too busy talking oh, to like, the oh, cashier that to get a bag. Yeah. But so, but very... you know what? You asked. Uh huh. What would we not like in a person? And we, I said, if they were really mean yeah. and arrogant. But he's not. He's, he's not. He's not. He's like the opposite. He's a very commitment person, which I really appreciate. And I didn't know that I needed. Right? Because I thought I needed like a fun, outgoing. Well, he is fun and outgoing. He is fun and outgoing, but. Someone you thought who, you needed an LAF boy. I thought I needed an LAF boy. Um, but then after meeting. This guy, I'm like, no, I think I need someone like you who lets me shine. Or is, and it that, who, is it that lets you shine or sees your sparkle? Oh, maybe right? it's that. Yeah. Because do you think the other guys saw my sparkle? I think they were too obsessed with their own like, You know, sometimes if, you, if you're so um, worried about or obsessed with your own self yeah you don't have room for other per- people that's true and i think again i was very humbled by my whole dating experience in 2023 that it, I'm, is humbled the word though yes i was very humbled is a lot of dates or, i went on or you learned a lot i think both because there are times when there were i was also arrogant sometimes and i'm like oh like this person what and then they ended up like ghosting me. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I, <laughs> I, maybe I, that, I needed that to be humbled. Or can't you just think that like everybody has their match? Everybody has their person. There's always someone for someone. There is. And you always say that, but we'll see. Yeah. So um, we will, we're not here next week. So we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we will be back on uh, the first week of the new year and we will be giving our new year's resolutions and what we hope um, that we have all right stay humble (laughs) merry christmas and a happy new year yeah